0: Welcome to Freaky Fauna Friday, where every Friday we take a little time and explore some of the freaks of nature from around the planet we cherish so deeply. So please, jump aboard, and let's explore the wilds together. Hey, welcome back to Freaky Fauna Friday. I am the great and powerful Mystery, And I'm Jay. And do you smell that...
1: It's the fresh smell of being alive. Feels good, doesn't it?
0: As you move your mic stand, it makes a loud noise. Oh,
1: well, we ignore that. We're professionals over here.
0: Professionals. And we're enjoying this wonderful Friday,
1: and we're presenting to you a wonderful creature for today's program.
0: Today's creature is Mylophodon Carhibius. Oh. Or Hudius. Okay. I know exactly what that is. Do you? I guarantee you've never heard of this animal. No, I don't know what this is. Uh, considering there's only ever been one found. What's like its layman's
1: term name?
0: Oh, I'm glad you asked. The Hubs Beaked Whale.
1: The Hubs Beaked Whale. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never heard of such a thing.
0: Now, I'm sure I've told you over the years about beaked whales before. Oh, yeah. I, I, I know they dive deep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about that. Some of the deepest diving mammals ever. And there are older species. Yeah, there. Uh, we don't know a lot about this group of whales right. uh, as a whole. Like uh, some members or some species of this beaked whales have only been known from one or two specimens ever. Dang, that's they're pretty extremely rare. Extremely secretive as far as whales are considered. It's like finding a real life Pokemon. Yeah, but if you've never seen a picture of these guys or any of the beaked whales, look them up. Uh, some of them look much more like dolphins rather than baleen whales. Okay, they're their own group, so they're not. They a couple of them are humongous, like dolphins, like literally. One of them is about sixty feet long and looks like a, it has a big dolphin head, but it's the size of a fin whale. Okay, these guys are about thirty to, or about twenty to thirty feet long. These hubs, they have some of the most remarkable tusk, though. Oh, uh, so we're going to talk about that. So they actually grow tusk out of the bottom jaw. It comes up out of the top of their their mouth, and they uh, some of the older species of beaked whales will actually grow back into their skull. They get old, live to be old enough. Like
1: a big, like, nose ring?
0: Yeah, like some of the pigs and stuff like that have their teeth that kind of curl back. Yeah. So, so yeah, the Hubs beaked whale. Okay, let's get into this guy. Uh, so, like I said, there's not a lot known about any of these guys, you know, any of these these beaked whales. Their range is pretty much the northern Pacific. Mm-hmm. Specific? Pacific? Pacific. So there's just there's not a lot known about them. They were initially thought to be an Andrews beaked whale when they were discovered, which is another cousin. Uh, it was discovered by ichthyologist Carl Hubbs. Oh. That's where it's named after. Uh-huh. However, its name is in honor of its dis- of his discovery of this new species. The species has the typical definition found in this genus. The main outstanding feature is the white cap on its head and various external scarring,
1: Ooh. which we'll
0: come back to. There's a lot of mystery with the scars that are on these guys' body. Okay. Uh, but they have like uh, the male specifically have a big white like cap on their head, so it almost looks like a mountain with snow on it. Oh, neat. Okay, it's very odd. Like a, a, a like a whale yamaka. Right? Yes, there you go, whale yamaka. Okay, the species is known from about thirty-one outstanding members, so that's only been seen thirty-one times. That's pr- in the history of ever Yeah, history, uh, yeah, written history, which is pretty high for a beaked whale species. Oh wow! Uh, like I said, there's many members. They've only been known from one or two dead animals. Okay, so it's it's very awesome. Uh, there's very few at sea sightings. The observatory, uh the main observation of the species came from two stranded whales that were kept captive for 25 days before they passed away. Oh, and they it wasn't the captor's fault. They had never seen them.
1: Right, they didn't yeah. know
0: what anything about these guys. Uh, we know a little bit more now. Like we'll talk about that These guys are designed to go very, very, very deep. Ooh. any of them have. Oh, well, I'm assuming that then they got
1: trackers on them or something, right?
0: Yeah, wow. uh, a calver, a carver's beaked whale is the deepest diving mammal, and uh, the tracker actually imploded, so we don't know how deep they can go. Jeez, that's insane. Yeah, uh, I I will look it up here I mean, in a second. That's freaky. That's freaky fauna. Why don't you look it up? The deepest diving mammal. Just type that in, and it'll give us a the name and the the depth. But taxonomy, like I said, Carl Hubbs is the one that, uh, American ichthyologist, published the description of a, of a living animal that was found near the office of the Scripps Institute of Oceanography in La Jolla, California in 1945. And once again, he believed it was an Andrews beaked whale, a very similar species found only in the southern hemisphere, though.
1: Oh, only in the southern.
0: So he thought he found a, the most northern counterpart of the southern species but Joseph Moore an expert on beaked whales from Chicago Field Museum came and reassigned the species and named it after him in his honor gotcha so it was much later that uh like, like I said the specimens did perish but they yeah. kept the skeletons and stuff and then they had the world renowned beaked whale specialist come and be like nope it's this not- is a whole different species yep that's insane which it's not the theologist's fault you know it's there's a lot of these species are not very like known about
1: right well yeah i mean i get that Mm, coffee. Um, the deepest diving mammal is the cuviers, is that how you say? covers. 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 Yeah, beaked whale. And it says it can dive down to 2,992 meters or
0: 9,816 feet. Almost 10,000 feet. Jeez, that's insane. Uh, and I believe that you don't have to read anymore, but I believe that Whew. that is a rough estimate because the instrument did implode. Wow. That's insane.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's. I'm um, just to even try to picture how deep that is. I, it's hard even to even imagine can't. my head.
0: Uh, it's what, about two miles? Oh my God. Just about two miles.
1: Well, I'm trying to think. Top till dragster at Cedar Point is 400 feet tall. Oh, I mean. And this is 9,000.
0: So it's it, 100 grain elevators. That's insane. Underwater, too. It's 100 grain elevators deep. All that pressure. That's incredible. It's freaky. It's freaky. Description The Hub's beaked whale is, has light vertical scarring in mid-vertical portions, gritting uh, the white of the madder, or the medium gray dorsals. So it's it's a very gray on top, white on bottom, you know, like most ocean animals, but these big, thick scars everywhere. The dorsal surface of the flippers is slightly darker than the adjacent thorax in adult females, with a faint light patch on the dorsal posterior edge. So they just have some little bit of color variance. Mm-hmm. However, the light patch is more noticeable in adult males. The head of the adult males... Is the most striking feature with a black, with it being black, with a natural white area at the tip of the rostrum and the interior of the blowhole. For females, the tip of the rostrum is is directly lighter than the rest of the head. Males have a stronger pair of teeth, pronouncing from the, mat, or the mid uh, from the jaw.
1: Okay, there you
0: go. I'm just, yeah, the, the mandible, big fancy word. Yeah, there you go. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tongue-tied day. I can already tell. It's all right. Population and distribution. It is estimated that uh, they're along the coast of Japan and the Pacific, North America. Their distribution along the North American extends from San Diego to Prince Rupert, which is the uh, the island, I believe. Southern limits are unknown. And it's the northern limits. It's Vancouver Island. Distribution is probably more directly related to the character of water mass, but rather than the following distribution of prey species it feeds on. So what that big long sentence just means is that they're probably, we don't know what their targeted prey is, but most of these oh, okay. beaked whales are very specific in their prey choices. Okay. So their distribution is more limited not to the water that they're found in, but to the prey that's, that's in those waters. Yes. Gotcha. And like I said, we know 31.
1: That's it, yeah. That's, 31. And that's this is a lot of information just from...
0: A lot of speculative information. A lot oh. of guys working in, comparing it to other beaked whale species in the family group and okay. stuff like that, you kind of piece a lot of this together. Uh. So it is believed that this follows its prey items immediately into deep water masses rather than surface water masses so basically it's a deep water feeder wonder if they are they're like if they eat sharks we'll talk about that okay I think I know what you're talking you think you know where I'm getting at but uh once again this is not the biggest species of beet whale 20 30 feet you know much smaller than an orca Uh and it wouldn't make a lot of sense why beaked whales are deep water feeders. Because the, uh, the only living, real deep water feeder we have is stuff like sperm whales. Yeah. And they're the big guys, you know. But they still, they, they dive to like a third of the, what these guys dive to. Which is insane. But uh, if you look at the whale competition, especially during the last ice age, there was tons and tons and tons of surface feeding whales. Hmm. So the competition up there was very stiff. So if you were going to speciate, you're going to have to find food sources elsewhere. Which is deep, mm-hmm. apparently uh behaviors we know a lot from their stomach contents oh so stomach contents of stranded members of this species involve squid beaks fish otoliths and fish bones okay so they're eating fish and squid mm-hmm, and squid uh which is that's mostly what you're gonna eat in the ocean <laughs> right exactly now, i guess they're not do you know, we ever talk about an otolith what an otolith is i don't think so it's a fish ear bone oh okay no yeah it's a fish ear bone that's how you age a fish mm, wow Prey species include. Do you want me to give the big scientific name? Uh, just stick with the layman terms. They don't. They don't have layman terms. Oh, okay. They're that uncommon. They're deep sea fish and squid. Oh, that they're eating. Yeah. Oh, okay. Researchers assume cal or calving takes place in the summer based on the length of their uh, of neonatal species specimens. So, from babies they found inside a stranded mother's stomachs. Oh, okay. Gestation periods and fetal growth are of most ceta- cetaceans. So we don't like I said we don't know a lot about these. We've have a couple dead members, a couple live members, uh, but from the fetuses that are in some of these dead members, and just kind of average gestation of other members of their family groups. Yeah, we're kind of thinking they calf in the summer. Okay, but it's like I said, it's very much up to up to interpretation. Uh, it's believed that it's estimated most of these guys will give birth about mid May acoustics and other behavior observations are made from this species when they are held briefly in captivity so you know their sounds they make the songs they sing yeah you know it's very whale-like behavior the stereotypical beaked whale echolocation pulse type which is termed BW37v okay that's very specific well that's their that's their sound oh okay that's the sound they make it's thought to be made by the species but it has not likely or has not been linked to sightings. Or it just hasn't been confirmed. There's a certain species, the sound we're finding in right. the ocean. Right. We think it's them. Okay. We think it's Hubs-beaked whales. Hmm. But we haven't confirmed it by seeing one and hearing the sound. At the same time, yeah. yeah. I wonder
1: if the bloop is just a giant beaked whale. I doubt it. Just stays
0: down there. Just stays down there. Uh. So conservation and concerns with the species. The species has been occasionally killed by the Japanese whalers and is caught, you know, in drift nets like any other yeah, whale. Yeah. Uh, recent sightings in Hawaii have occurred supporting the theory that they are open ocean habitation of a species. So they live in the open ocean. Mm-hmm. They rarely, rarely come in, you know, into shore or into shallow water. Uh, threats include fishing and harvesting of aquatic resources, pollution, climate change, you know, all that stuff that affects most species in the ocean. Especially big species. Yeah. Uh, Like I said, they are occasionally taken by Japanese whaler in small cetacean fisheries, like, uh, you know, some of the Alaskan fishers and stuff like that. Those Japanese whalers can get anything. (laughs) Incidentally, catches and drift gill nets have occurred in Southern California. Uh, Well, once again, 31 species, 31 animals. That's This is not, you know... Also, like most beaked whale species, they are vulnerable to loud acoustic sounds, especially those generated by Navy sonar and seismic exploration. Ooh. So nothing real. These guys are really rare as far as we can tell. And beaked whales are kind of cool in the fact that they are extremely secretive. Okay. So if you can compare them to the other groups of cetaceans that are still living today, the toothed whales, yeah. like sperm whales, the baleen whales, the humpbacks and blues, and then the dolphins, the porpoises. You know, these are the secret group. Okay. The other guys are not shy, you know, for the most part. Right, right, right. Uh, these guys we don't know a lot about in partially because we we don't know if they're really low in number or if they're just that secretive. Right, yeah. And they don't want to be found. They're quieter. They're definitely quieter than the other groups. And it's
1: probably a combo of both, too. Yeah.
0: So harvesting, you know, some of the bigger species of beaked whales are having some trouble. With the Japanese whaling fleets? Yeah. These guys aren't really on that list. They're very small. They're, they're much faster than their bigger cousins. And they're very secretive.
1: Yeah. So they're probably not getting harpooned as yeah. much.
0: Now let's talk about beaked whales have these massive tusks. They don't really fight with each other as far as we know. So what are the tusks for? They do come up and they are covered in deep old scars. Even the bigger species, you know, the 60-foot beaked whales. Yeah. Are covered in massive scars. And, you know, sperm whales... They hunt some of the biggest cephalopods on the planet, you know, squids. Right. Yeah. And they have scars, but nothing like this. Hmm. So there's a little bit of a thought that they are hunting much more dangerous game, or they're being hunted in the deep oceans.
1: You don't know what's down there.
0: A sperm whale is a hard animal to hunt. I don't care who you are. Yeah, but do, it's the size of a building. How often do whales hunt other whales? Often. Oh, I mean, really? So- That's probably the. Before humans, it was the number one predator of whales is other whales. Okay. I didn't know that. I'm not saying sperm whales are hunting these guys. Right, yeah. I'm saying that I think they're they're a lot smaller, most of them, than sperm whales. Sperm whale dives to deep depths, they're pretty much going to be either the biggest thing or big enough that it's hard to handle. Yeah. Plus, there's never really one sperm whale. What are they? Are the beaked whales
1: fighting each other? You think?
0: That's what some people think, but we've never observed any yeah. ritualistic courtship behavior or you know sexual fighting or anything like that. Right. Yeah. I think it's either a prey source that they're hunting is much more violent than what sperm whales are dealing with. Another thing is sperm whales also have spermaceti in their head, which is like an acoustic gun. So they oh, think right. they're stunning a lot of their big prey animals before they even get there to them. Okay, so the fights are much more uh, muted. Yes,
1: much more docile.
0: Yeah, uh, so these guys—they are hunting. Let's say giant squid and colossal squid. You know, so an animal is probably close to their same size. Yeah, the fights are a lot harder.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, oh man,
0: I think they may be either being preyed upon by something down there. You know, we talked about all these ancient sea monsters and stuff like that, but on these old maps. How many of these, quote-unquote, whales have you seen that have big tusks? Oh, yeah, I know. It's these guys. Yeah, makes It's sense. the real. Yeah. And people are like, oh, they're just imagining sea monsters. No. They drew what they seen. Exactly. There are whales with tusks. And people don't know that there are whales with tusks.
1: But you don't believe in the blemies that they draw on the maps? No. Oh, come on.
0: No. That was one guy.
1: <laughs> that they saw? Yeah. I mean, that was one guy from Hardin in. County. Yeah, okay. No.
0: I, I, we actually. I know the guy.
1: But I know what you're talking about the the whales and the old maps, so, though, because they're all over. They're but all over them. I guess
0: my point is that if that's one sea monster, that's yeah. r- is, is drawn very accurately. Right. Yeah. Why aren't the rest of them?
1: Right. Exactly.
0: No, I think these guys are probably either dealing with stuff like giant squids, which to them are much more f- the formidable opponent. You know, right? Sperm whales are 60, 70 foot long and eighty tons. These guys are thirty foot long and eight tons.
1: More yeah, it's more of an even fight. Yeah. Do uh do they have scars up all up and down their body or just on their face? No, everywhere. Okay.
0: These guys get especially the older males that I've seen some pictures of. Yeah, they're beat up. Yeah. Tore up from the floor up. Yeah. I mean it's it's a hard life and they're diving, you know, to ten thousand feet. Yeah, or deeper. It's insane, yeah. Who knows what's down there? I don't think they're dealing with stuff like Megalodon. But they could be like um, six six skill sharks and stuff like that, sure. Yeah. Then they get
1: huge. That could be an annoying bloop down there, too. Yeah, I think the bloop would just suck them up. <laughs> who knows? Oh, what
0: did you think about the beaked whales?
1: Uh, they're pretty interesting. Any
0: questions or any comments?
1: Yeah, I, I would. I want to see there. We, we need a beaked whale tusk in the studio. Yeah, sure. Let's go get one. Let's go find one.
0: I mean, I've always wanted a, a whale vertebra. Yeah. You can buy, I mean, from the whaling companies from, like, the 1800s. They're literally... From Japanese. Like, no, the world. The world oh. ran on whale oil for a long time. Okay. It's still New England. Uh, uh, one of our listeners had sent in pictures of them going to, like, one of their state parks. That yeah. It was an old whaling camp. Yeah. And, like, literally the banks are just massive whale vertebrae. Oh, nice. Not allowed to take them because it's a
1: historic site. Yeah. But you would sneak one. I would take one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. you he- have to.
0: Heck, yeah. you think I'd be coming out with a three-foot one.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah if no, it was already in my truck officer I was had already this. there yeah I've had this uh sir you're 30 feet from the beach where there's one clearly missing no you couldn't tell I mean there I'll- are
0: some whole animals like laying out <laughs> yeah. where you can see like they're like
1: what well, three foot one might leave a little gap in the in the, in the beach there. It's like piles, though. Right, yeah, I know. So it would be hard to
0: tell that... <laughs> no, it was already in my truck. I brought it. I, I had wanted... this. This was a present from my great-grandmother.
1: Yeah. I wanted she shot this whale. I wanted to show it to all the other whale vertebrae. Just...
0: No, but we talked about, you know, the ancient marine... Like, the giant marine snakes, for yeah. example. Yeah. And we don't know anything about them. Uh, giant ocean uh, amphibians we've talked about several times. And people seem to forget that there were giant open ocean amphibians. Right, yeah.
1: I mean... Not even to mention the what is it, mesers, not mosasaurs, mesers, mosasaurs, plesiosaurs.
0: Yeah, I personally, my my big problem with them is air breathing and stuff like True, that. True. Yeah. But the open ocean amphibians, it we don't know anything about them. Whether there's open oxygen through their skin right. their external gills, that they would, would never have to come up.
1: That would be, and that's terrifying. The giant turtles down there too.
0: That's another one. Like so, I think these guys are a good example of that. They're a lot smaller than the big guys. Yeah. They're also diving a lot deeper. Right. In big
1: guy territory, I'm sure. So, like
0: a 60 foot sea serpent, whether you want to believe it's an eel or a snake or whatever, may be having a little more trouble with a sperm whale. Yeah, you know that's not a fight that they're probably
1: going to win. But it sees one of these guys, a 40 foot,
0: 30 foot beaked whale. Yeah, it's a fifth the weight. That's a little more tackleable. But also, the beaked whale could be looking at him as a food source. Right. Yeah. It reminds. It just makes me think
1: of those little things that. You ever play Super Mario 64?
0: No. Maybe.
1: There's an underwater level where you go down, there's a giant eel swimming around down there, whatever it is. I don't know, a big sea serpent. But it reminds me of something like that, attacking these guys. I could see that being a good fight. That would leave a few scars. Oh, yeah. That's beaked whales.
0: Beaked whales. And then uh, we may cover some of the other species, but this one was one that... uh I always love the illustrations of them. You know, they yeah. got the big prominent cap, and some of the adult males have pretty large tusk. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy to think about a whale with tusk. If you don't know they exist, it's hard to believe they exist. I'm trying to think like an
1: ele- like just a swimming elephant.
0: Opposite. Without,
1: without the trunk. The tusks point up. No, they go up, not down. Yeah. Dang. Like a coming like out of the bottom jaw. Like a mastodon.
0: Don't those curl the, up? Uh, those are coming out the top jaw.
1: Oh, you're right. Yep. So like a pig. A giant pig. Like I said. Yeah. Like a pig. Big boar. There we go.
0: All right. I've been the great and peaceful <laughs> mystery.
1: And I've been Jay.
0: Hopefully you guys enjoyed this really freaky fauna this week. Uh happy ending. Uh we I don't think they're in any real danger as far as anything else in the ocean, you know. Everything, right, they're rare. They're just They I think they're that, that they're, they're, they're secretive for, and they're rare. And they're for, forever going to be rare and they're quiet. And they're quiet. That's the thing with whales. If they're quiet, it's hard to find, you know. Mm-hmm. See stuff like humpbacks that never shut up. Right, exactly. Are pretty easy to find. All right, guys. You have a wonderful, peaceful weekend. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Freaky Found a Friday. If you want to help the podcast grow, remember to share and give it a five star review.